This is In the Know for Monday, October 16, the 289th day of 2023. There are 76 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. Litchfield Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines. We're on the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. And look back on a big weekend. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in the know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. My beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Busy. Think, think the world knows your favorite zoo animal is the giraffe. Yes? I think so. There is a uh, wildlife exhibit in Glen Rose, Texas, where they have a drive-through called the Fossil Rim Wildlife Center in Glen Rose. And you can drive through, similar to how you do on the Kilimanjaro safaris uh-huh. at Disney World, and the giraffes will come out and play with you. Uh-huh. This giraffe, however... Uh, lowered his head into the sunroof of a vehicle to get a snack, Whoops. tripped and fell into the windshield Bless and cracked heart. it. So don't you feel bad for him? I do. It's like the giraffe in Madagascar. I can't, can't think of his name right now. He's kind of clumsy. And I don't know if it's frowned upon to try and offer the animal snacks. Uh-huh. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably the people's fault. Yeah. Like you can't blame a giraffe for giraffing. Right. So, but yeah. I want to do this, but I really don't want to go to Texas. Uh, okay, yeah, so well, surely there's got to be somewhere closer than that to, to do it. But anyway, hopefully he's okay. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Honk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I got a marching band hangover. I bet. It's a lot of marching. A lot of marching band. It's uh, But I love marching band. Compressed into an entire day. It turns into about a, you know, like a 1230 to 10 p.m. kind of. It's like a marathon. And you get to see lots of good bands. And uh, you get pork chop sandwiches. Well, and you get a heated press box. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have enjoyed that. Now, Washington County was there, were they not? They were the commanders. I say, when I was headed to Danville, we we passed one another. Mm-hmm. They were a little early. I, I they I mean they were they I, I they yes. must have been one of the first bands because yeah, they're they class A. They passed me. I mean, in ten o'clock or so. so yeah, it was, pretty early. They had to arrive. I um, so the way that the Twin Lakes Marching Band Classic works is they brilliantly do it where the small class bands don't have to hang around through the evening for awards. So they do Class A and Class 2A, and then they have an award ceremony. Then they do 3A and up. And so it attracts more small bands earlier in the day that way because they're not waiting around figuring out what to do, et cetera. So it uh, it worked out. 20 bands in competition, 21 bands performing. Of course, Madisonville North Hopkins, the Twin Lakes Marching Band uh, uh, Grand Champion, they just had a sweep. I mean, they swept everything in their class they swept the large class champion trophy, and then they uh, then they got the overall champions trophy. They can line up and blow, so they're they're happy at Mad City today with uh, all the new hardware that they hauled home from uh, Grayson County. The E. E. McGee Mister Spirit Award 
went to uh, Callaway County. Callaway County did an awesome show. It's called The King. And so their drum major, uh, Jasmine Hornbuckle, was dressed as Elvis in the jumpsuit and the cape. And her salute was, you know, like riffing on the guitar. And then she'd throw her cape over her shoulder and then give a salute. So it was pretty cool. And uh, But Mr. McGee loved the Elvis music so much, he literally followed Callaway County off the field. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that I, I encourage Callaway County to check their bus before they left the parking lot. I feared that he might be on it. Uh, but, uh, of course, the crowd got to sing. You, know, you had 11 bands, 12. You had us. You had the crowd. So you had, I don't know, a 1,000 people sing him happy birthday. Oh. Uh, his 87th birthday is on wow. Thursday, so he was he was moved and um, and had a good time. It was a great day. Um, Superintendent Robinson were there. Um, Superintendent Robinson and Principal Lacey Cox were there to present some trophies. The Small Class Champion Award trophy has been renamed for Chad Pence, uh, the late Chad Pence, who we lost over the summer, a former uh, Grayson County Middle School instructor. And his mom, Mary Jo, and his uh, sister, Trinity, were there to present that trophy. Uh, I, You know, I, I mentioned it on uh, when the Bells were here on Thursday. But I had an opportunity to kind of talk about uh, Mr. Pence um, and Chad, as I, as I know him. Uh, the, you, have a, you have a kinship with people over the years in band. Whether you marched in the same band or not, there's a common thread. And so you're part of the part of the family, but I had a chance to work with him last year during the contest, and I found him just, he was so likable immediately, and he was articulate, and he was passionate. He had performed at a very high level with Drum Corps International. He had instructed, and so anyway, it's just a a big, big loss for the program, but I was happy that he could be celebrated on uh, Saturday. I um, I saw a comment on the on the screen there. Uh, Leanne said you how good you looked in your orange, Thank and then you, you were wearing your marching band pullover at uh, all the yard sales on yes. Saturday. So you were yes. repping the marching band on I Saturday was. as well. Yes. Uh, I know the first time you saw Luna Rosa was Friday night at halftime, and I know you had your hands full with well, Alea, but I had deliberately not mentioned this. But were you aware that the opening sequence, the opening drill? of Luna Rosa is Claire de Lune. No. So when they start the show, okay. they do Claire de Lune right before the salute. Okay. And so I thought you might pick it out the other night, and I hadn't mentioned it. You hadn't mentioned it. There a lot so. of things to pick out, yeah, if you will. There were. Uh, Alea got her picture with Mr. Spirit. Uh, I see that one. So she, she doesn't really understand now why that's a great picture. But. But she will understand in the future why that is uh, why that's such a treasure. So, anyway, uh, thanks to um, thanks to all the the band village community, it takes uh, all kinds of volunteers to pull that off and make it the biggest contest in the state. There's a reason it's the biggest contest uh, contest in the state. If you ever want a break from marching band at a marching band cl- show, though, go to the hospitality room because all the bus drivers hang around. Like, mm-hmm. all, not the bus drivers aren't necessarily band people. I mean, our, our bus drivers are band people, but not everyone is. And so you get a lot of bus driver humor in the hospitality room. They oh. just like sit in there and drink coffee. Well, and I, I, I found some, some odds on, in Vegas of, of two and a half for pork chop sandwiches for you. I took the over. Am I, did I win or lose? You lost. You how, lost. How many? Two? What? Single. Uno. Just one. Uno. You didn't even. Did the bells cut your pay? Two and eat one of them for me? No, they didn't. 
No, I had one early, but then I went to the hospitality room. And you just, I mean, once you load up at the hospitality room, you don't want to feel like a glutton going back for another, you know, pork chop sandwich. So I'll have another opportunity to to do that at some point. So uh, we'll circle back to the weekend at the high school in a, in a moment. Uh, gloomy, damp start to the week. Rain showers. You've already been seeing some spitting. But what's been funny to me about this drizzle we've seen this morning, to show you how dry the ground is, if you look underneath the trees that still have leaves, the, gri- the ground is perfectly dry because the rain hasn't been able to penetrate the tree. The trees and the grass where it is raining are just soaking up the rain so much. It even drizzled at the band contest on Saturday night, especially when uh, Madisonville North Hopkins lined up to do their encore performance. It really started raining the heaviest time of the day, but nobody cared. They were super happy, and we needed the rain, and it was fun to uh, fun to celebrate with them. We'll see rain showers this morning. We'll give way to some afternoon drizzles. Some clouds will linger through tomorrow, so it's going to be a gloomy start to the week, and overnight low of 58 tonight mostly cloudy uh uh, no high of 58 today low of 48 tonight under mostly cloudy skies clouds continue tomorrow a high of 63 then warmer wednesday thursday then we drop back off to feeling certainly like fall for the weekend so that's what you can prepare the clock is ticking according to benjamin netanyahu for the people of palestine that are in gaza they have been issued a warning going back to last week they are trying to create a safe zone and trying to evacuate more than a million Palestinians who are in Gaza City. They're trying to get them to relocate to southern Gaza because what Hamas is doing is they're using these civilians as human shields. So they don't care. Like They're happy to kill women and children and, uh, and have this depravity among them when they want to attack their, uh, they want to attack their enemies, but they know that Israel and people of NATO and people like the United Nations do still put stock in the Geneva Convention and do not want to inflict uh, harm on innocent women and children and civilians. So they're asking them to uh, relocate to southern Gaza. But Hamas is blocking some of the roadways, keeping them from escaping into the safe zone. And it just shows you how uh, unwilling they are to give up their human shields. But it's going to turn into a humanitarian crisis. Egypt may get involved because they are along the border there. They need water. They need food. They need medicine. And so if you've watched, you know, obviously you saw the national news media and international news media has had about a week to put together a lot of content. So over the weekend, you saw some really good pieces about what it was like for people in Israel when they were invaded last uh, weekend. And of course, the 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 dangers have continued since then. Here at home, a uh, big lifting woman died when an SUV passed a vehicle in a grassy area before hitting her car. The Bowling Green Police Department responded Friday night to an accident in the 300 block of Highway 31W. The investigation showed that an SUV being driven by Michael Anderson of Bowling Green was traveling north when he passed a vehicle in the grass on the right side of the road. As he reentered the roadway, he collided with a vehicle traveling north and being driven by Madison Rather of Bowling Green. The SUV left the road, then it struck a light pole, became airborne, and crashed into a southbound car being driven by 68-year-old Lucille Lucas of Big Clifty. She was pronounced deceased at the scene. Anderson was transported to TriStar Skyline Medical Center in Tennessee. One passenger in the SUV sustained minor injuries, and a passenger in Lucas's vehicle uh, suffered only minor injuries. The of a dramatic description of a sequence of events that it seemed like was just a, a terrible tragedy and accident 
and so sorry to hear of the loss of life for uh, the lady from Big Clifty. In other news headlines today, much as we've been talking about, about the gubernatorial race, we're heading into the, I won't say we're quite at the top of the stretch, but we're definitely um, at the apex of turn three, heading for um, heading for this final race on November 7th. But much as I have said, you'll, the people in the middle, you, you've got people who are uh, uh, diehard Democrats who are going to certainly vote for Andy Bashir. you got people who are the far right party far right of the Republican Party, they're absolutely voting for Daniel Cameron, and then you've got people in the middle who are going to have a much harder time to decide. And you'll see that on display no better than somewhere like Warren County. Warren County was hugely in favor of Donald Trump in 2020, but Andy Bashir carried Warren County by about 1,100 votes in the previous gubernatorial election. So it kind of shows you that Back and forth where Kentucky issues are Kentucky issues and national issues are national issues in this race. And so you'll find some – I think that northern Kentucky, is it's harder to tell the, the, the triangle that we talk about between Jefferson County, Fayette County, and then up into northern Kentucky. But you've got a burgeoning big city like Bowling Green that is still very rural and red where you'll see this conflict back and forth between Bashir and Cameron. And it'll be towns like Bowling Green which will tell the tale in that race. The Kentucky Transportation Cabinet is reminding the public of a $5,000 reward being offered in the ongoing battle against thieves who are continuing to steal copper wire from interstate highway lighting systems. Copper thefts in the District 5, including Bullitt, Franklin, Henry, Jefferson, Oldham, etc., have occurred within spans along most major interstates with the Louisville Metro being impacted especially hard by the heist. The reward for information leading to arrest and prosecution of the thieves whose crimes have cost $750,000 in damages is still being offered. I've seen that over the years where copper gets, uh, copper suddenly becomes attractive to thieves, but I didn't realize that it was still a thing. But I saw a piece last week on uh, Louisville television station where they just they just open the boxes at the base of those poles and just remove the copper, and then suddenly the lights don't work. And mm-hmm. so it, not only is it a, a financial cost, but then it's a danger, too, mm-hmm. when those intersections aren't lit properly. Grayson, Ohio, and Breckenridge County farmers have received a combined $800,000 in, lo- in loans from the KAFC. In total, the KAFC approved $3.5 million for 23 agricultural loans for projects across the state. These are, and some of these are the beginning farmer loan program. The BFLP is providing $125,000 in loans to farmers in Grayson County, while the program is providing $175,000 in loans to farmers in Breckenridge County. So I guess trying to uh, incentivize and encourage the next generation of farmers with those programs. A contract bourbon and American whiskey maker is opening a distilling operation in Elizabethtown, Whiskey House and state officials were on hand for the ribbon-cutting ceremony on the still-under-construction $130 million facility that will create 100 full-time, high-paying jobs. So that will be... That's one kind of off of 62, isn't it? New addition. I don't know, Sam. I I didn't see the actual location of that. Because I know they're building something off of, like, right when you start to get in, right before Central Harden, kind of off there to the left, and I think that might be... Yeah, there's a lot of activity going on out there because that will also be, um, if you think about 
the next ring road connector is coming from Glendale over to the parkway, you know, over to where the ring road currently ends. And then that will connect the dots between that portion of US 62, where there is more vacant land out in that direction. So you'll see that. It's going to make a new circle road for E-Town. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's been a long time, a uh, long time in the, in the making. But I remember when Ring Road just was a, a single section, then it was a half the city, and now it's they're about three-fourths of the way, I guess, to loop back over to where they need to get to. Cougars won on Friday night, uh, <laughs> did something rarely accomplished. What happened two other times? Yeah, something like that. It's, 2014, it's not something. 2014 was 82? the last time they won the district championship on Friday night. I know it was, it was really cool listening to Coach Jones post game, mm-hmm. as you could really tell, like – it kind of hit him like yeah. that. It, this this was something really really special, and he was drenched, absolutely yeah. drenched because he got, he got the Gatorade, Gatorade bath. bath. Mm-hmm. And I know he told us he said that uh, he he'd only had that one time prior. He said this was the best that he'd ever felt. And that was, if I recall, Todd County finally snapped a long losing streak, Correct. and they dumped the gate. So this was almost for opposite reasons, if you will. Instead Correct. of one win, this was four. Uh, a bunch of wins. I did also get to speak with Sheriff Chaffins on uh, Saturday, and he talked about how thrilled he was for young people, including his son Grayson. But he said I would have. He said I would trade all of the wins that you know we enjoyed when I was in high school to be able to know that uh, our these current young people are enjoying these successes. And so it's a it's a good group of kids. They're hard nosed. Um, they have taken a sense of pride on be the hammer. Now. It was a little sloppy. They, they, yeah, it was. They got out to a great start, right? I mean, you could just tell they they were the hammer on the first two drives and went up fourteen to nothing. And then it I, something happened. I don't know. Just kind of it seemed precarious for a while, but then was never really in doubt. Yeah, no. It they. I mean, and it because like Seneca had some weird stuff at the end. It was kind of a weird game, but yeah, you never really felt like that the game was ever in question, but. Like like Kaylor and I said after the game, too, is it doesn't matter what the final score is. As long as Grayson County has one more point than Seneca at the end of this night, that's all that matters because now Grayson County gets to host that playoff game in, in three weeks. They will play the loser of Butler and Iroquois. They play on Thursday. They'll play the loser of that, which will probably be Iroquois. And that, that is a potential win, winnable game. And, and, I mean, you just open up to potentially have a really, really, really special season. Are you are you able to forecast right now and narrow down who the um, – okay, that's the first week. Then who are the other four teams in that other district the, the, the or the week, other two? Week two, then, they would play the winner of – so Fairdale and Atherton play on Friday. The loser of that game is the two seed in Grayson County's pod. Okay. And then Seneca will more than likely be the three seed. So Seneca will play the loser of Fair- Fairdale-Atherton, and then Grayson County would play the winner of that game on November the 10, or whatever it might be. But theoret- I mean, it will be a shock if Grayson County is not hosting a playoff game on November 10, uh, 9, 10. Yeah. yeah, presumably, yes. I mean... I mean it would be an upset if they would lose. No, you don't that's ever. That's you don't say. ever want to say yes. It would be. A, it would be a, a shock. shock. Yeah, and with. and that would uh, it, it, come out and support the team too. To that, Iroquois is a pretty decent crowd on on Friday, but I think we can do better. Better. And, and I did also notice because I sat, you know, from at your perspective, most of the game. I 
old old habits just die hard. Like I have a hard time in at that <laughs> stadium sitting like a fan. Oh, so you just had so, to sit. So well, I, I just I just stayed outside I, the booth. A couple of times I look back and you were in our booth and I was like, "What? What's happening?" I just it's just he stood up there just, right beside uh, you all. Yeah, where I feel comfortable. Well, I mean, I, I was kind of restricted to the cheerleading section, mm-hmm. so I, he certainly we, didn't want to sit like a fan in the cheerleading section. <laughs> we did at least at one point have the cheerleaders. I don't know if Alea was in at that point, but we did at least I. You can tell Leia that I I listened to her. Well, I did notice our our stadium is unique because that front row of concrete bleach, bleachers, if you will, where people lawn chair and sit, that's full. But it's hard now that the press box has been rebuilt and is slightly lower. It's hard to see over that, and so majority of the crowd was it's, was getting closer to the field. So it's a little bit misleading. But my point is, and Sam's point is. There's still plenty of room for you at Cougar Stadium um, um, with and, the next time they play at home, it's which fun. will be for the playoffs. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it's, it's like $5, too, so it's not like it's an expensive evening. And The cheese fries? I, I've, nev- I've never had them, but they always are – because usually I use the restroom <laughs> right before we go on air. It's like the last thing that I do. And that's usually when they start frying them. Mm-hmm. So when I walk by, I just get the waft of the concession stand. Well, to be see, clear, these are the crazy taters, right? Well – my, okay, so my, no, I think these no. are actually these are like, the actual cheese fries, like okay. crinkle fries, so, right? They're not crinkle. Okay. They're they're more like steak fry, steak fry Ooh. type deal. Okay. They're larger than they're the same size as a crinkle, but not a crinkle. Unfortunately, I was sharing with picky daughters, plural, and I could only get the cheese because they're not going <laughs> to eat chili. They're not going to do this. I'm, I. But listen, just even with just the cheese, very, very good. All right. And they also have crazy taters, which are very good. Uh, at least they did Saturday. The uh, Kentucky football team is proving to be very undisciplined. Uh, stupid penalties, and Missouri just wanted it more. So Kentucky has the off week. They have dropped two in a row. They will host Tennessee Halloween weekend. So uh, now my attendance is certainly in question. Uh, Pittsburgh put a stop on number 14 Louisville's perfect start. So feared kind of the week off. I think some of what happened to, to Louisville was something that coach Brom had feared. They're off next week and then they will, uh, visit Duke will visit. Oh, that's, that's kind of wild that neither of the three D one teams will play this weekend in Kentucky. Yeah, they have Westerns their, in their midweek they games. Their week, yeah, they play tomorrow. They play tomorrow that's at weird. Jacksonville state, but and it's on ESPN U, so they get that. Coverage. Sure, they get the get the coverage there, and then the Bengals won yesterday. So between your Friday night and your Sunday afternoon, what did Center do? They won. So I mean, that, that, I mean that that, that that result has no no no. I mean, you, you don't really care, but nobody no. wants to call a loss. No, no. Like the last time I went up there, it was a like a thirty point beatdown, and those are the worst. Yeah, because absolutely. You, as as we say as broadcasters, we can't turn it off. <laughs> right. You can't go to the car. Yeah, no. You can't go to the car and sit. Yeah, yeah no. Like you, you can do like the Kentucky game. We turned it off with three minutes to go. I, you don't get that luxury as a broadcaster. I can't remember when I turned it off, but I was like, I love marching band. I don't have to suffer through this football game. So I turned it off on my iPad and said, forget it. And Kyle Larson earned a spot in NASCAR's championship race with a victory at Las Vegas over the weekend. So there you go. Should be caught up on all the headlines. Got plenty more, though. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Boss's Day. 
It is Dictionary Day, and it is Adjust Your Chair Day. I like a good dictionary. I ran across, I don't know, going through some old books, and I had like a Hanna-Barbera Fred and Barney so cool. di- dictionary. You saw that, right? It's in the I'll little, put, yeah. It's in, in the little I'll binder. Put it in your section. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you yeah, put it in, in the there. In the, in, yeah. So, but I had forgotten that I had that. I was like, well, oh, there's so a very cool. unique dictionary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's all kinds of good dictionaries out there. Uh, you'll learn later on in the program why it's Dictionary Day today. Travelers have revealed the top bucket list destinations for 2024. This is the time of year where, you know, a lot of your summer travel is over. Even your fall break travel has probably come to a conclusion. So you start saying, uh, if you're like me, like, well, what are we going to do in the future travel-wise? And I don't know if we should be surprised, but Mexico is at the very high on the list of what people, where people want to visit in 2024. And I'm not, I'm not. 100% 100% certain why. I do know... That's the, the Cozumel's and the, you know... Yeah, but I kind of thought that was <clears throat> pretty consistent, pretty constant. Mm-hmm. Like, if you bounce around the Caribbean yeah. and then you go over and say, well, let's go over to the Yucatan Peninsula, and I just... Uh, when I think cruising is becoming more more uh, popular. It is. I need people to do less of that because yeah, I think it's, it's, becoming it's more messing popular. with our plans to do that. And then... Uh, I think that's a popular, you know, Cancun is a popular spot to go cruising to. Yeah, Cozumel too, Cozumel. And then um, there are just several ports up through there because it's easy to, you know, sail across the Gulf and come back. They can do those, they can do those big cruise ships like that. Except when there's a hurricane in the Gulf, right? That's true. Listen, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. I mean, I know you all felt bad for us, but it wasn't. (laughs) I had to, I had to like being in jail. I had to see old Yukon Cornelius more in that 10 day stretch than. Probably is best. That's all right. Uh, but I do understand why shows like Emily in Paris is driving French travel. I understand why White Lotus is driving, is driving Italian travel. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that makes sense. But London, you know, uh, London has been a big driver. Um, Ted Lasso? Perhaps. And the Crown? Per, yeah, I mean, I guess. I think, I think probably the, the Queen, like in, in all of that, with her passing, you're mm-hmm. having a lot more focus on that. I think that brings out some people and some interest there. Well, if you think even between Prince Philip and the Queen's passing within basically a year of one another and the, the Harry, and, Harry Meghan. and Meghan thing, there has been basically a big United Kingdom infomercial by way of news and entertainment content over the last year and i guess that could be you know why it is so i just okay we'll get we'll get there sometime you've never been to the uk i've been to university of kentucky Mm. i've never been to the (laughs) united kingdom unless you count the world showcase at epcot center no and shows you how old i am i still sometimes call it epcot center that was in its original name in Mm. 83 Best Buy is ditching their DVD and Blu-ray sections for good after the holidays. So at that headline, it made me wonder, when was the last time I bought a DVD? I, not only that, browsed the DVD or Blu-ray section in a store. I mean, I go in Best Buy. I, I enjoy, if I'm going to a store just to browse around, I, I like going to Best Buy. Um, That's a shock. Just, I have. I am still on the lookout for Milo and Otis. Okay, but that's a very specific. Yes. That's mm-hmm. that. That's very a collector specific. item, really, more than a 
That's the, the edge of the collection. So. The only place that I'll is when you go into the stores that have like the big bins. Yes, mm-hmm. and they're like three dollars or whatever yes. it is. And I very very rarely will ever buy anything out of those. But that's the only time I ever will potentially browse. I inadvertently procured some Saturday. We currently do not have a DVD player connected anywhere in our house that I'm aware of. And I am uh, pretty much tech support for the operation. (laughs) So I don't think anyone has been enterprising enough to say I'm going to hook up a DVD player so we can. I think that would have been clear. I would have been asked to connect a DVD player if we wanted to watch one. Fair enough to say? I don't. Own. Yeah, probably. I don't own Considering, one. Considering, yeah. But part of me then is kind of wondering, how long will I be able to go without connecting a DVD player? It's coming up. Okay, I wonder. Please and thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like that's a that's a tough thing to connect. It's not, but I'm also going to ask for something else when I ask for that. So. But it, but the way that it's done is going to be completely different because, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're gonna ask for something else? Okay. Yes. I look forward to it. Sure I just do. I don't I can't imagine of all of the access to digital content that we have that we have, I just can't imagine that what we want to watch is not available online. It, I mean and there may it, there are some things that are available. So far, Malo and Otis not I, one of them, is huh? not one of them. But I think it's silly, especially with all the memberships that we have and all the TV that we have, that I cannot watch the campaign without buying it. Is that true? It is true. It's driving me crazy. Let's t- let's compare notes on that after the show because okay. I think maybe I, I think, think maybe I, know I could what that be is. doing it I think, wrong. I don't know. I think there is one. I think I, I want to say I, I watched that it. We have it. I think I, I've got it recorded in my profile. Are you kidding me? Yeah, on YouTube TV. I think I got. Well, I've got yeah. another. I've got. I've got more. I'm right. pretty sure well, I just watched it. Not too long uh, Netflix is kicking it old school. They have decided they are going to launch Netflix House destinations, which will feature dining, retail, and live experiences linked to shows. Huh? That sounds kind of like a movie theater. So, <laughs> I mean, now Netflix will not obviously oversaturate and populate the marketplace with these brick and mortar facilities that have are basically dying as they go but Netflix is seeing that there's value to be able to have in-person venue for events for super popular content that they are trying to roll out so i can see where that would work but look my guess is going to be major cities i don't think you're going to see them in towns like elizabethtown or you're going to see them in big clifty mexico city and tokyo and Things like that. What else? Oh. So, facts you sometimes hear are optional. But if you're producing news content, it's pretty important to do just a simple fact check. I ran across a story this morning from our one of our prep services. And it says... Flight to Florida returns to Panama over a suspected bomb that turns out to be an adult diaper. 
Follow me so far? Mm-hmm. Okay. Flight to Florida. To Florida. Returns to Panama over a suspected bomb that turns out to be an adult diaper. But the dateline location for the story, some journalists wrote Panama City, Florida. They don't know the difference between Panama City, Florida and Panama City, Panama. Is because is the flight from Panama City, Panama to Panama City, Florida? No, to Tampa, Florida. Hmm. But because it was coming from Panama, like this person goes, oh, flight from Panama City to Tampa, they think that it's all within Florida, but it's called Tokumen International Airport, which is not anywhere near the panhandle of Florida. <laughs> hmm. So at that, I go, come on, people. What do you got? A 17-year-old who's preparing this information? But anyway, it was in the lavatory. Somebody left behind an adult diaper wrapped up, and they thought it was a bomb scare. It probably was a bomb. It's probably a uh, stomach bomb. And so they went back to the airport, and uh, all was well. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. I wonder who won the weekend box office. We'll talk about it coming up here on I got the Did You Know. Did you know when I grabbed my format sheet for today, the did you know section was already populated with content. I have no idea where it might have come from. It says, did you know the words listen and silent have the same letters of the alphabet? Hmm. Listen and be silent. I, I wasn't the one that wrote that. Listen, Linda. No, it doesn't really look like your handwriting, Sam. I've not turned it over to a forensic scientist, though, to compare handwriting samples. But uh, so I guess I'll just say it was a gift. It was a gift from the universe. So. It was a gift from the Thank universe. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. What Ken Howland? I know he would sometimes take your board. but The weekend box office, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, does somewhere between 95 to $97 million in early figures. They'll do a weekend adjusted. They'll do an adjusted total for that tomorrow. After so they get all the, all the beans counted, they thought it would break a hundred million. I saw some uh, people say suggest it would do one hundred and thirty million dollars, but my guess is in subsequent weeks it'll probably easily clear one hundred and thirty million dollars. It'll do another what thirty this weekend probably. I listened to who uh, I don't know his his name give his review this morning on Rick and Bubba. Oh, Adler? Yeah. yeah I there heard we that go. Too. Adler. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, it does put it in um, they, they are wondering then when it is finished where it will rank on the 10 best concert films ever. The song remains the same, which is the Led Zeppelin concert film, is at number 10. Uh, I think all time. And then Dance Craze, which is um, I don't, from 81, is at 9. The Last Waltz, which is the band. The Tammy Show, which is James Bond, is at 7. Homecoming, a film by Beyonce at 6. Monterey Pop, which was Jimi Hendrix in 68, was 5. 70 was Give Me, Give Me Shelter, The Rolling Stones in 1970 at number 4. The Talking Heads at number 3, which was way back in 1984 when that came out. In 2018, Aretha Franklin's concert film Amazing Grace was at two. And Summer of Soul in 2021, which is the 69 Harlem Music Festival, that was produced by Questlove from The Roots. Mm. He was the producer of that, and that's why it's... So I would imagine that the eras will probably find its way on there. Now, it was the episode one of season, I think it's season 49 of SNL. I think they hit 50 next year. 
and Pete Davidson was the host and got home in time to watch it after the Twin Lakes Marching Band Classic. And it was pretty good. You know, they did a, a soft cold open uh, acknowledging what was happening in Israel and how Pete Davidson's dad died in 9-11 and understands, you know, sometimes during, you know, tragedy, the only way you can kind of make yourself feel better is with some humor. And they were going to try and do that. He said, I repeat, try and with some humor. But they did a skit early on. It was the Fox NFL Sunday crew, Strahan, Howie Long, et cetera. And it devolves into comparing who has the most friendship bracelets from their Taylor Swift concerts. And then they start cutting to their correspondence, you know, and they're talking about, instead of talking about football, all they're talking about is Taylor Swift being at the game. But the kicker is they cut to their final correspondent, and it's Travis Kelsey. And so they quickly, you know, cut to commercial. So that gave a big lift that he was willing to play along with the madness. Now, the musical guest was Ice Spice, who Taylor Swift has collaborated with. And just as another Easter egg, she appeared right before Ice Spice's second performance. Taylor Swift is on camera doing the classic, ladies and gentlemen, again, Ice Spice. And so Kelsey and Taylor Swift were both at the uh, at SNL on Saturday and apparently went to the after party. My favorite part was Keenan Thompson playing Dion, Coach Prime on weekend uh, weekend update, because in classic uh, hyperbolic fashion, Dion would make a claim. He'd say, "Name me one team that's won more games than Colorado this year." And then Colin Jost, he would say, he would say uh, USC, da, 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 da. he like rattled off a bunch and he'd say, yeah, but name one more, you know, and then he'd name. So, so it was just, it was a good skit and Keenan's just good, you know, in everything that he does. Uh, I thought this was funny. It was in the prep today. Dolly Parton says her style was inspired by women in the Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs. Oh. I was like. I can see that. Okay. You know, that suddenly, like, that suddenly makes a little more sense, ah. you know. And uh, Jada Pinkett still making the rounds, selling her book. She's talking about why she and Will never had a signed prenup. And she also said it was a surprise to her at the Oscars when he stands up and says, keep, your wife, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. She said, I'm shocked because we hadn't called each other husband and wife in a really long time. <laughs> So the fact that he said it was a surprise to her, like the rest of it, I suppose, like the rest of us, I suppose. And then sadly this morning, today would have been her 77th birthday, but Suzanne Summers from Three's Company, Thigh Master, she was on Step by Step. She has gone on in after battling a rare form of breast cancer for a long time. So she passes at age 76 early yesterday. So rest in peace, Suzanne Summers. Got to get to a break. We'll come back and finish it up for the morning here on In the Known. MB's Point to Ponder for today. What was cool when you were young, but isn't cool now? Want me to start? You you all probably have a little bit more than me in that realm. Go ahead. Smoking. Yeah. Yeah, I was going with the one piece. Uh, jumper outfits that had the huge, like, shoulder puffy. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. That's where my mind went. I think they you can hideous. draw a line from, I don't know, the mid-50s. Whenever the Surgeon General first warning came out, I think you can draw a straight line from then to today, and it slowly was less cool. 
But I think my, I just think there was a significant difference. Like I think it took a major, well, Misty always talked about it was while she was in school that they abolished smoke breaks for students. And I think you can you can see a moment there where things suddenly started to uh, st- suddenly started to change. But I could also say things like swatch watches oh, or yeah. metallic gloves or you know at least some people thought were cool. You see, I feel like I'm young enough to where we're, I'm not at the like I feel like I need to go another ten years before a lot of the things like when I was in high school are now no longer. What you're saying is you're still totally cool? Of course. Okay, (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Of course. Okay, where do hacky sacks fall for you? Yeah, hacky sacks. I mean, there was a phase to have hacky sacks. Okay, okay. Umbro shorts. Uh, I'm trying to find something for him that might... K-Swiss. I know what K-Swiss is. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't. They probably cycled back. They probably went yeah, high yeah, school yeah. and Tommy they cycled Hilfiger. back for you. No, yeah, yeah no, it was yeah. never a thing. It comes okay. and goes. I think that's probably right. considered vintage now. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I guess there are lots. Of, it's a fun conversation because you could you could literally go all day. You know, mm-hmm. on, I don't know. the NFL has not ruled out putting a Super Bowl in London. Roger Goodell says it's something that has been discussed. How would we feel about a Super Bowl in jolly old England? I don't think it'll ever happen. I think that's weird. I, I think it's a carrot that they're dangling to get some enthusiasm across the pond, you know, as they're sending well, they, more teams over there. They but. always have incredible crowds over there. Sure. And I know, like, one of my friends who was in the service, he went to one of the games, and I he's a Bears fan, and I don't even remember as to – he said it was like the Jaguars and the Dolphins or something. So he could not have cared less about the, the actual game. But I think he said he's never had more fun at a football game in his life just because it was a bunch of people just like him that are NFL fans over there. They get the opportunity to go to the game, so it's everybody is wearing, like you'll find all all 30 jerseys. Patchwork quilt. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And and I guess it's like, you think of it, if you're an, an expat or if you're stationed abroad or and a slice of home comes to you, you've got to be euphoric about it. In the way that why those, you know, the USO tours were always so popular and when we had troops stationed around the globe and still do and celebrities come by and do the, you know, concerts for the troops, the NFL, something similar. But my guess is there's also a natural curiosity among the Brits to kind of try and figure out what this American American football is all about. I think secretly, even though those of us who say, ah, soccer is bleh, over the years and over the decades have always kind of wondered what am I missing about this? Like, why is it so wildly successful around the globe, but not here? So maybe, maybe that goes both ways. I don't know. Yeah, the biggest thing with soccer is it's, you just need a ball. Yeah, it's easy to play. It's, yeah, it's an it's it's equipment unintense. Correct. So that that helps. On television tonight, The Voice, Blind Auditions Part Seven on NBC, Kitchen Nightmares on Fox. And the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargers, Chargers on NFL football. I guess you get the Manning cast. I hope there's a Manning cast. I know they don't do every game. I would imagine this would be one ABC, that there would be. ESPN. I think more than ever, they probably are buying extra Manning cast just because they're so uh, content saddled. I know the game is on both ABC and ESPN. Today's highlight in history, this date in six, uh, 1962, the Cuban mi- Missile Crisis began as President Kennedy, Kennedy was informed 
that reconnaissance photographs had revealed the presence of missile bases in Cuba. American lexicographer Noah Webster was born in Hartford, Connecticut this day in 1758. That's why it's Dictionary Day. No Manning cast tonight. Ah. Uh, during the French Revolution, Marie Antoinette was beheaded this date in 1793. Birthdays today. Tim Robbins is 65. Good old Andy Dufresne. Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is 61. Wendy Wilson from Wilson Phillips is 54. John Mayer, Mr. Funny Face himself, is 46. Bryce Harper is 31. And Naomi Osaka is 26 today. I thought she was younger than that. Gone but not forgotten, Oscar Wilde in 1854, Angela Lansbury in 1925, Tim McCarver in 1941. Lost him just in February. Well, Angela Lansbury was probably February about two, right? Angela Lansbury passed in October 11 of 2022, so a year, a year ago. ago. Mrs. Potts. <clears throat> what was her she murder she wrote? Was she was Jessica Lansbury? She used Lansbury. Oh no! Hang on, Jessica. Jessica. Uh, hang on. Nineteen fifty-three. <laughs> <laughs> Les Paul and Mary Ford. Via con Dios, number one in fifty-three. Oh, now that drive me crazy. Do you want me to tell you, or yes. are you? Starts with an F. Fletcher. Fletcher. That's right, Jessica yeah. Fletcher. All right. Number one in 1962, Bobby Boris Pickett was number one. How's the layup feel about this? It's in one of our favorite movies. Which? Spooky Buddies, I think it's. No, Spooky Buddies, I think. Yeah. Pookie. Cancer Pookie. is. Pookie Buddies. Oh, oh sorry. That's a, you got a pre-roll. Um, I did learn this morning. You might have already known this, but I did have it confirmed to me. Alea's oh. Halloween costume is Stitch. Oh. oh that makes perfect Great. sense. Great. She's stitching. Uh, that's that's, my, that's mine. That's my era right there. Okay, that's what our pumpkin's going to be, too. My, uh, I mean, heck, my little brother watched those, the TV show, oh, hundreds of times. Superstar, The Carpenters, number one in 71. Baby, 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 oh, baby. <laughs> you sound just like her. Let's see. <laughs> From Caddyshack. Number one in 80. Kenny Loggins, number one. I'm all right. The Cure, Love Song, number one in 89. Bare Naked Ladies, one week in 98. Pink, who knew in 07. And The Weekend, Starboy in 2016. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Fulfillment is through will, not through wish. Fulfillment is through will, not through wish. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.